Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring them The championship run deep in our vein. The entertainment rolling real cause it's all in the game. To us, you know, around the city doing it better than this. Just say look at this. You can look around who better than this. Nobody. Who your team, the Blazers, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Clippers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, Clippers, Tigers, the Chickens. USC, Gamecock, Shamrock, know what it is, man. Triple left a new podcast. Just join the game plan. Come on, come on. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your host Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. What's good, good people? Welcome back to the best fantasy football podcast on the air, the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast presented to you by Manscaped. I'm your host Zay, the Fantasy Football Fiend himself, and I got my bros with me as always. Highlight the people, Young Vander. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? And my God, a rookie aficionado, bro, Joe, holla at him. What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? Yo, we have the part two of your wide receiver rankings for the year. We're going to go over your news and notes. Make sure you are up to date with all that's going on in the NFL that is fantasy relevant. Make sure you join us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Fiend Family Facebook group. That's F-E-I-N. If you're looking for us on Facebook, we're going to go right ahead and hop into your news. And now your fantasy news. All right. So uh, not a whole lot of news going on this week. Some things that could end up being semi-important to fantasy, but we'll kind of navigate through it anyway. So first up, we have Sony Michelle, who just inked a deal with the Rams. One-year deal, kind of feeling like it might be an uh, insurance policy type of a thing going on here. Anything to pay attention to, guys? Absolutely not. Pretty much what I figured. <laughs> what you think, Joe? So your can makers owners, you got a, a new uh, a piece that you can kind of sit on your bench if you have an extra long bench, something like that, you know. But other than that, nothing to write home about. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown has been indicating that he's seeking to grow as far as the deep threat game is concerned. Um, obviously, he's a heck of a slot receiver, but his entire focus this offseason has been on that of – adding to his repertoire, if you will. Now, if this guy can go from being a slot monster to actually been utilizing the deep game on a regular basis versus it just being him catching the ball and then getting yards after the catch, like he he can really turn into one of them. Like, like he's been a wide receiver one since he came on the scene, just so we're on the same page. But he can really go next level if this is true. Um, is it just off-season talk, or should we give a little bit of credence to this situation? I don't really see it. I mean, being that they have Jamison Williams. Well, he's he's out for six games, so yeah, you know. But still, okay, so you gonna get vertical for six games? Well, do? no. Um, a lot of times, once you build that that, that rapport, you know, the, the game don't change just because somebody came back, especially if it's working. Yeah, I mean, the rapport is already there. I mean, him and golf already have a great chemistry. I just think it's one of those things where. His eyes is getting too big. I think what he does, what he does best, not saying he can't turn into a vertical threat, but I think he does well at what he does now. Like, I don't see the, I understand he want to take that next step, that next level. He want to be mentioned with the, with the, the big the guys. Of the but, world. That's basically but, what it is. He, he want to turn into Cooper Cup. But that, no, but 
playing the role he's playing now is Cooper Cup. He had more deep targets, I'll say. Cup Cup had more deep targets than what uh, Brown is missing on a consistent basis. But I can I'm, see it working I think, out. I for think he's playing like Cup now, in my opinion. I mean, for, yeah. what they, for how they're using him, I just don't see him. This thing turned into no, you know, he ran a bunch of nine routes. I just don't. I don't oh see nah, that. nah, huh? Not at the expense of the slot. I mean, that that wouldn't make much. Right, sense. that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't get it. But, but but if you add three to four deep balls for someone that wasn't getting very many at all, <laughs> I think that could that could work out well. Tim Patrick participated in the team drills at OTA, so it looks like he's uh, back up and at them again. So they have a plethora of pass catchers. Joe, how do you see this wide receiver core in Denver kind of working itself out? How does it work out, right? I mean, it's, it's too many. It's too many miles in my personal. It's opinion. a lot of miles. <laughs> we, we already and can the tight ends too. So, <laughs> yeah, we can already x out Ken Hamler already. At least that's one, right? But then between right, Tim yeah. Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Marvin Sims, and uh, Jerry Judy, it can go and either. Don't forget Dolchich. Oh, Dolchich yeah. is basically a wide receiver. He don't block at all. <laughs> and I honestly think Tim Patrick and them are most affordable this year. So I don't, unless they can find something they find a value, I don't see them trading either them, him or Sutton this year. So I just got to go with Judy Sutton. And then that's all. I would only look at those two in regards to fantasy. I wouldn't go any deeper than that. Cam Akers is supposedly having a very strong offseason and is seemingly going to be a central figure in the Rams' offense this year. Is Cam going to be one of those guys that's kind of going seemingly unnoticed and he may end up being a wide, excuse me, a, a running back that ends up being way more valuable than where he's going to go in most drafts? Or is this going to be a, a tale of more of the same of where we thought that we were going to get a certain, you know, style of play or amount of fantasy points from Cam Akers, but he's more likely to, you know, turn back the other direction that kind of made the coaching staff upset with him to begin with? How you feel about that, Van? I mean, being another year removed from that, the injury he, you know, he had, um, we did see him. I think the last like six games of the season last year kind of showed up the 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 camp acres we thought we were gonna get before he got hurt. Right, uh, right. But uh, why not? I mean, there's not a lot left on the cupboard. You know what I'm saying? In the Rams, it's Cooper Cup and Welts. You know what I mean? At this point, yeah, uh, And we we have seen McVeigh. When he, I mean, he does. He will give a running back some love. You know, what I mean, we've seen years past when we will Girl, come out with, with one guy. You know, what I mean, yeah. so I think this will be a guy that hmm, people are probably going to see it coming now because the talk is out. Um, you know, news is coming out early, and people are kind of. Well, I'll tell you one thing about also this division. So I think Akers is a good play, but also you got to understand like he's going to be going against a probably a pretty good bit of a. Uh, Run defenses as well this year. I don't want to say catch twenty two, but it's a it's <laughs> pretty close to it. If it's not yeah, a catch, it's 22. definitely something there. But I tell you what, he, I would do if you are a Cam Akers. If you happen to get Cam Akers, maybe in a redraft league, mm-hmm. um, if he pops off the first quarter of the season or something, trade him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then you get a slow start from a a guy that's usually in the top. You know, because you see this, you see this all the time. And, you know, as the season goes on, we always speak on these type of deals. Yeah, but you can very well see a slow start from a guy like a Nick Chubb or something. You know, what I mean, or Mixon or somebody like right. That. And Cam Akers yeah. is hitting out the box, then you might want to go ahead and make a move like that. So he'll be a guy I would use as a chess piece. DJ Moore is building his chemistry with quarterback Justin Fields. Uh, the quarterback said on Thursday that 
they are coming on pretty quickly um, as far as being able to be on the same page with each other. So DJ Moore was the biggest acquisition, if you will, this offseason for the Chicago Bears. Do you guys see this turning into a match made in heaven or is DJ Moore just going to be another guy out there um, with Fields? Yeah, I think with this scenario, um, I think it's going to be relatively good. I just don't think to expect more as far as a fantasy finish that we did in years past. Even if it's, it's to be true that the um, Bears were to pass more, considering how much they passed this year, it would still need a lot more volume for the kind of pay dividends. I do see him being a factor, but I'm just going, I'm more reserved with this one. I think he still tops a thousand yards, have, you know, uh, five touchdowns or so, but the receptions and all that, it's hard to say. I think they're still going to be uh, more considerate to the, the ground game uh, and also using fields in that sense as well, too, to catch, uh, the, you know, teams off guard. So I think he's going to do well, but I'm not going to read too much into it because we already expect DJ to have a good season. I mean, I expect a pretty good season, but at the same time, temper, you know what I mean? I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver one. That's for sure. I mean, but then he, I think he'd just be – he had one of those normal DJ Moore seasons. Like, uh, I honestly said. believe that he can be, if not a one, right there on the verge, like like somewhere between like uh, wide receiver eleven and wide receiver fifteen. I, I can see them giving him enough he, targets. I think he'll get a thousand yards. So. I definitely think he'll get the thousand, but I think his touchdowns may be, like Joe just said, maybe he get five touchdowns. That's kind of I think the kind of season he's gonna have. That'll definitely be interesting. I, I'm I'm a. I'm a little bit higher on him based on his current situation than, than what I have been on him in years past. But um, a couple of other guys that are impressing right now at camp, Irv Smith Jr. is impressing the coaches and his teammates in the Cincinnati Bengals offense. The guy, as far as tight end is concerned at this, at this point um, in camp, um, as of right now, he's been able to quickly pick up the Bengals offense. And that's what's been most impressive to Zach Taylor, the head coach. The fact that um, he was able to kind of get everything in his head and know exactly where he was supposed to be, when he's supposed to be there within a matter of just a few short practices. So um, barring injury, it looks like we may get out of Irv Smith what we thought we could have got from him when he was in Minnesota. Um, I know this is one of your guys, Joe. How do you feel about his prognosis for this year with the Bengals? I think it's big, but I think also, too, with this offense, I try not to get too, you know, um, excited. I know Uzuma, for example, and even Hayden Hurst aren't the same skill set, but I I really think it goes through T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, you know, first and second. Really, the main thing comes down to the question mark of of Joe Mixon, because even Joe Mixon catches a lot of uh, receptions and has plenty of targets out of the backfield. But if any, if he has reprised, you know, what we had saw going into camp before his last injury, I think this is huge. I think, you know, his skill set particularly, you know, he's still young. What is he, what, 24? He, he has a lot to go. He got a lot in the tank if he can come back to that form. And I think this is one of those pieces you need in a division that's going to be highly competitive. And then he has to go against his uh, nemesis in Burrow against Kansas City. So I think I must still – be reserved, you know what I mean? We could be into another Evans situation. Who knows? I, I think it could be possible, um, depending on how things pan out. I would love to see, a, you know, a little bit of preseason, not even, you know, just a few drives, just to see how, how long they keep him out there and how he performs. 
another guy that's in prison at minicamp is Darnell Washington, the rookie tight end that is in pit that they kind of got as a value pick. Didn't expect for him to be there. But as of right now, he's showing that he's everything that everyone that passed up on him is going to regret <laughs> that he turned out to be. Do we feel that at this point in the game that there may be a few too many mouths in Pittsburgh and a chef that's not really all that great at cooking? Like, do we do we really want to have faith in any Pittsburgh Steeler pass catchers at this point? What's your outlook on that for this coming year, Randy? I mean, I think this is just a, a good football move, football play. He won't. Oh, absolutely, any, I agree he, with that. Yeah, he won't have any fantasy implications at all. I don't see it unless an injury happens. That's that's. And what I, I, mean. I can agree with that, but I guess more so what I'm looking at is based on all the different pass catchers that are there. Do you think anyone is going to actually show up as on par with their actual talent in fantasy? Because Pickens is a stud, Johnson is a stud. We already know this, but will it actually show up on the stat sheets in fantasy this year with the quarterback that they have at the helm? Well, that's what it all boils down to. What kind of quarterback? But I think the guy with the 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 more the bigger possibility is is the tight end fire move. I mean, he's been in what tight end like thirteen last year. They they've shown a, a good chemistry. He's been a a target. They've been working in the middle of the field a lot last year. Um, even though I think Pickens and Pickett have more of a rapport, he misses he misses him a lot. You know, last year right. we watched still games. That's that's what I'm saying. He like, a lot. So I mean, it ain't um, the it ain't the pass catchers. Yeah. It, so it, it really it's going to really boil down to to what the quarterback does. But I mean, coming off of 98 targets, that's pretty decent for a tight end um, for Fireboo. So facts. I think I now, like okay, him. Okay. So let me ask you this: Like, does he kind of come off of fire move a little bit that? He should be a little bit more comfortable. We normally see rookie quarterbacks kind of lean on the tight end a little bit. It's the easier passes to throw. So could the targets kind of come back to the norm just a little bit? It's to be seen. I mean, <laughs> the, the sample size that we've seen from Pickett, I mean, he didn't really show us much. We really don't know. This is a real question mark, a real mystery. I kind of, to be honest with you, I kind of want to stay away from all Pittsburgh Steelers. That's how players. I'm feeling, for real. Um, I'm not a fan of anybody. I even saw Talented. Now, that, talent-wise, um, these guys are top-notch talent. Like, don't get it twisted. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the best talent. Deontay's extremely talented. Pickens extremely talented. Uh, the running back as well. Considering the circumstances, I'm not really a fan of anybody as far as fantasy uh, on my team. I don't want any of them. And I even saw something saying that uh, Warren was going to get a little bit more run um, you know, normally Pittsburgh is one of the last teams that really, truly have a bell cow. Um, so that would have been one of the only reasons that I would have had a little bit bit of faith in, in uh, Najee Harris. But they're saying that they're even going to give him a little bit more run based on what he was able to do in his, you know, smaller role on this past year. So I, I just I don't feel comfortable with anybody playing in Pittsburgh unless it's at a true value. So we're kind of on the same page there. Um, that pretty much wraps up the news we're going to go ahead and finish up these wide receiver rankings. All 
All righty, gentlemen. So we are going to be finishing up the wide receiver rank because we went wide receivers one through 40 in the show on last week. So if you happen to miss that, go back and check that out. We're going to be going wide receivers 41 through 80 to finish up the wide receiver rankings. And again, these are tier based rankings. So we are looking at who we feel are going to kind of end up within the same realm of possibility, if you will, as far as rankings are concerned. But the actual number that they are ranked is not necessarily indicative of how valuable we think they end up as far as stuff in the stat sheet. So Vander, I made the mistake of actually passing you up for your final tier for the top 40. I truly do apologize, sir. You go ahead and kick us off um, with your wide receivers. Okay. We got um, Michael Pittman here. I got Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, Adam Thillian, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, JSN, Jahan Dotson, Cortland Sutton, Michael Thomas, Michael Gallup, Nico Collins, Rashad Bateman, Darnell Mooney, and Don, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. So I'm going from like 41 to 55 right there. Interesting. I think we'll have several wide receivers that in these tiers that'll be a little bit different. What you got, Jeff? Oh yeah, so this one I got uh, from 40, uh, 41 to 50. So, oh, 51, excuse me. So I got uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I got Tyler Lockett, I got Christian Kirk, Jacoby Myers, Colton Sutton, Alan Lazard, Brandon Cooks, Odell Beckham, uh, Rashid Shade from uh, New Orleans, and I got Jamison, uh, Jamison Williams. Now with DeAndre, it's just like, I don't know what team he on kind of thing, so I was like, I, that's exactly where I was about to go. <laughs> I was just like, I don't, I don't until know. you get a team, you kind of reserving the right to boost them back up. But for right now, not having a team, I guess. Is yeah, how you, so I did okay. actually. Yeah, so I actually did actually forty to forty nine. My bad. For my uh, tier six, it was actually a little bit of a shorter tier. Actually, I only had four wide receivers in that first tier, but then tier seven went from forty five all the way up to fifty two. Uh, but for me. I had Christian Kirk leading off this tier. I also have Juju Smith-Schuster here. He would be a little bit higher, but he's still dealing with that knee injury. I have Jacoby Myers at wide receiver 43. I think he could end up actually being a little bit higher, but I'm kind of waiting to see if Renfro is actually going to end up being dealt. Um, that was kind of the news that was going on a little bit ago. And then Michael Thomas, who as long as he stays healthy, is probably one of the highest wide receiver values in this neck of the woods, but that's where my tier six stopped um, at wide receiver 44. And I'll go ahead and do my tier seven because it ends up right around the same wide receiver um, as far as the number ranking that you guys stopped at for your first tier for the second half. So wide receiver 45 for me was Cortland Sutton. Then I have Alan Lazard at 46, Elijah Moore, Rondell Moore, Quentin Johnston, Gabe Davis, Rashad Bateman, and Tyler Boyd, who ends up being wide receiver 52 and rounding out my tier seven. Vander, why don't you go ahead and hit us up with your next tier? All right, the next tier guys here, I, I got uh, Darnell Mooney, Jordan Addison, Adam Lazard, Rondell Moore, MVS, Neil Dobbs, Hunter Renfro, Jamison Williams, Elijah Moore, Sky Moore, Zay Flowers, Rashid Saheed, and that's that'll be it for that too. 
And what wide receiver does that end up being number wise? Uh, around seventy. Seventy. Okay. Seventy-one. Cool, cool, cool. Joe, what you got, my guy? Yeah, man. So I got here from fifty-one to sixty. So I got a uh, Juju, Elijah, Rondell, Terrence Marshall Jr., Michael Thomas, Josh Downs, Romeo Dobbs. I have Quentin Johnston here at fifty-eight. Darnell Mooney and uh, Tank Dell rounding out sixty. Okay, so Tank Dell is one of those guys that. You know, he could go left or he can go right, but you kind of have him a little bit higher than where me and Vander had. Now, the guy that I think could end up being a little bit higher than what any of us have him is Quentin Johnston. And that's just because the guys that are in front of him always get hurt. So are we kind of are we sleeping on him just a little bit based on the situation? Yeah, and that's what I was looking at, too. Like, I think he got the right people to learn from because he's in the mix of both frames, right? He got the body and height of Michael uh, Mike Williams, but then he also has some of that finesse and wiggle of a Keenan Allen. And so far, you all you've been hearing is great things about him in camp. And particularly recently, uh, Duran James uh, was giving him a good amount of praise. He's doing the same thing with those acrobatic catches and everything else. But I think having a Mike Williams and a Keenan Allen to coach him up. If he can just tidy up the red zone, because I think that's one of the things you really wanted to see him play to his size and his frame and really be aggressive and attacking the ball. If he can do that, and like you said, in injury, he's gonna pay for you know pay dividends. But he's he's obviously the third receiver going into the season. So for me, going into tier eight, starting at wide receiver fifty three, and this is a shorter tier yet again. I have Jamison Williams, Darnell Mooney, Zay Jones. Nico Collins and Zay Flowers ending up at wide receiver 57 and rounding out my tier eight. My tier nine goes all the way up to wide receiver 75. Vander, your your last tier, you got up to what? Wide receiver 70, right? Yeah, I got like 10 guys left. Okay, cool. It looks like I have the most wide receivers in tier nine because I had the least in the other tiers. So um, I'll go ahead and kick off at wide receiver 58 i have adam thielen um if he can stay healthy he's going to be leaned on in carolina they really don't have very many pass catchers so he may be one of those guys again barring health that we're kind of sleeping on just a little bit because not only is he a wide receiver but he has the red zone efficiency of a tight end so i'm looking at adam thielen to start out this tier then i have donovan people's jones Wandell Robinson of the Giants, he's another guy that could end up proving to be way more valuable than the way we're looking at him in the moment. He could end up being one of their best wide receivers. He was injured last year. We do know he was one of the first offensive weapons for a current head coach, uh, Brian Dabble, to participate in drafting. So they definitely saw something within his skill set that they wanted to put on display, but he had several injuries last year. So that's another guy I'm keeping my eye on. Uh, DJ Chart comes in at 61. Hunter Renfro at 62, just because there's been so much news out there about him possibly moving on to another team and not really knowing what his situation is going to look like. And for that matter, if he stays in Vegas with Myers, I think they can kind of cannibalize each other just a little bit as far as fantasy value is concerned. Um, Sky Moore at 63. Odell Beckham Jr., that's purely based on um, injury history there. We know what, you know, OBJ's talent level could be as long as he's right while he's in there. Um, Romeo Dobbs, Michael Gallup, KJ Osborne, 
Alec Pierce, Joshua Palmer, Rashid Shahid, Curtis Samuel, Chase Claypool at 72, Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, and rounding out my tier nine at wide receiver 75 is John Mitchie of Houston, who all indications are indicating that he's he's on the other side of his bout with cancer and he she he should be good to go for a camp coming up. So any glaring um omissions or anyone that's in this tier that you feel is a little bit too low. Also, what are your feelings on on, on um, Wandell? Am, am, I, am I stretching a little bit, or could he actually turn into something? Wandell Robinson, right? Mm-hmm. For the I Giants, like, I actually like Wandell. Um, he did seem. I mean, we've seen a very short sample size of what he can do, but when he was on the field, him and Daniel Jones seemed to have a pretty good rapport. I don't know if you remember those few games they did play, but he looked for him a lot, pretty yeah. um, often, and he looked pretty good. Uh, let's see how he come back from the injury, though. Is he going to be, is he, are we a year too, too soon? You know, we see that a lot. This could be one of those situations. Um, also, who's the guy? I mean, it's New York. We know uh, Waller is there. He's probably going to be a guy get a ton of targets, but who who's going to be the guy? You hear it starts with Paris Campbell. You don't know. You still got the Isaiah Hodgins coming back. You have Darius Slayton. Like, there's no guy that's really standing up. Now, I think. Um, Hodgins is an indie now. Isaiah Hodgins? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. cool, cool yeah, okay. he's an indie now. Okay. I thought he was still in New York. Nope. So that's right. another reason. I, I don't think they would have let him go if Robinson wasn't right. And then you got the kid Hyatt who like he'd been playing with the third team. So Yeah, it actually they, they said that um that he, he's not looking too good at all right now. So I mean everything is pointing towards either Shepard and Slayton aren't being talked about, but they're top dogs, or Wandell Robinson is gonna be their wide receiver too minimally. Maybe yeah, like one, and like then you him. still got Waller too. So he may actually end up being the number one pass catcher, and, and you know, and Barkley gets a ton of targets too. So it, it'll be interesting. But for where he's going, I, I think he could be you know one of those guys that could prove dividends for you. Joe, why don't you go ahead and hit us up with your? Is is this going to go through wide receiver eighty for you? No, nah, this one going to go through uh, sixty one to seventy right here. Okay, perfect. Go ahead and hit us up. So I got uh, this one starting off with Khalil Shakir. I got Tyler Boyd, MVS, Jonathan Mingo. I got Zay Fowers, Nico Collins, uh, Michael Gallup, Rasheed Rice, Marvin Mims, and Tim Patrick. And I had to put those last two together. Uh, Out of those, though, I think Marvin Mims, to me, really stands out. But it's one of those things, like, because they're so um, low, it's just one of those things, which one come first, like, which one's readily available. Uh, Marvin Mims is a, a really good receiver. I think he went to the right team, the right offense, but it's just so it's, it's so bunched right now. I wish you know it comes to fruition, like which guy stands out, which one is the guy. But luckily for for us, I think in redraft we'll have an opportunity that he'll go undrafted, so you have to worry about draft capital, or you could just put like a tenth, eleventh round pick on him. But I think his upside is there in that offense in the slot. Uh, towards the end of the season last year, was it wasn't Ken Hammer? Somebody stepped in place of him. Man, Russell Wilson was targeted. I forgot the young man name because they had so many receivers on that team. But he they had great chemistry. They were orchestrating a lot of drives the last few games uh, from the slot. Obviously, Sutton was a little banged up towards that part of the season. But I, I like Marvin Mims as a third receiver. 
Tim Patrick, he could easily be somebody who is traded, even though, like I said earlier, his contract is affordable. But that rounds up, takes me to 70, actually. Vander, I think you're on your your last few for your um, final tier, right? Yeah. Joe, your next tier goes up to wide receiver what? It takes me all the way up to 80. I bet. So, Vander, go ahead and start us up. I got the young boy, Jalen Reed, here. I have Chase Claypool here, McCole Harmon. Rasheed Rice, Quentin Johnston, uh, Darius Slayton. I have John Meachie here. I have Jonathan Mingo here, Kyle Phillips, and rounding off, I have Wondell Robinson. I have a few of those that um, we kind of feel similarly about, but then I have a couple guys that I kind of feel – I feel real iffy about it at the same time. Like, um, <laughs> just start out um, my last tier here. I uh, starting at wide receiver 76. I got Allen Robinson. Then I have Robert Woods following him. Van Jefferson. Right now, the Rams only have three wide receivers that I could think of. The third being 2-2 Atwell, which isn't saying much. Like, Van Jefferson is the number two receiver on the other side of the cup now. I'm not tripping. Uh, didn't they, they brought in uh, Mr. Puka? No, no, no. They just recently brought in another wide receiver. I'm trying to think of who they brought in. Their wide receiver room is looking a little suspect right now, and Van Jefferson definitely has the guy, uh, the rapport. The, the the young the young guy from uh, Baltimore, uh, Demarcus Robinson is there now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, so that'll he'll actually have that role that I thought uh, Tutu would have probably played. He he's a um a run and go get it type of a guy. So yeah, so they did bring in him. So I think I like him. I mean Van Jefferson. I just don't. I don't like Van Jefferson. I think he has every he has had every opportunity to show something, playing with better guys, and now he's going to be that guy with a target. No way. I just don't see him. He's just too inconsistent. I just don't, I think he's just a failed draft pick. In all honesty, I, just, I don't think he's – I'm just not feeling him. I'm not a fan of Van Jefferson at all. I After think Marcus Robinson is better. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so 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 maybe Robinson is a sleeper then because somebody got to be the number two pass catcher there. Right. Uh, unless it's going to end up being Higby, which he could be another sleeper um, based on where he's kind of, you know, going for tight ends. We'll get to that a week after next we'll be hitting up running backs next week my last two wide receivers to round it out at 80 are going to be marquez valdez scantling at 79 and tyquan thornton of new england at number 80 joe go ahead and round the side i know you had the uh the largest tier to kind of finish up to 80 oh yes i had uh pretty much 70 to 80 right here so it's going to consist of uh curtis samuel zay jones wandell uh, robinson Jaden reed Tyquan Thornton, Russell Gage, uh, Van Jefferson, Sky Moore, Devontae Parker, and then uh, Allen Robinson and uh, Nicole Hartman to round out my 80. Did you guys have any honorable mentions that you were kind of torn, just kind of just made it outside of your top 80? Um, for me, it would be guys like um, Jonathan Mingo. He ended up at like wide receiver 83 for me. If Paris Campbell can stay healthy, he's actually in New York now. He's a giant now. They, they've actually been giving him some carries, which is weird because he can't stay healthy. So I don't know why you would want to give him carries, but it looks like they're going to figure out a way to use him. Also, honorable mention 
Terrence Marshall, he's been getting a lot of high praise in camp right now. So um, he's another guy that I kind of give the side eye a little bit of a squint to, um, depending on my bench situation. Now, this guy didn't make the list, but I kind of want to know how you feel about him in general. Devontae Parker, I I wasn't sure if he was going to actually make the cut. Still not exactly 100% sure, but if he makes the team, is he a guy that we're sleeping on right now? Or, you know, I mean, he kind of started the year out, I would say, above average, and then he, you know, did what he does and kind of got nicked up. But are we kind of sleeping on him just a little bit, being outside of the top 80 receivers? I mean, with the New England Patriots bringing in DeAndre Hopkins, that's all that's I need to know. The guy's not in the building. You know, they're out there searching for somebody else. So I think he's a talent, but I think he has a ceiling, personally. Um, but as far as, I mean, right there floating around 100, yeah, uh, I would say he's definitely right there. Um, even the guy, the, the Taquan Thornton guy, we just don't know who's going to be with this new offensive coordinator. We don't, we kind of, it's kind of like a wait and see thing, I think. Right. And it might be the tight ends. Right. Which way they're going to go? You got Juju Smith-Schuster. So if they mm-hmm. really thought the guy was in the building, they wouldn't have signed a guy and then be looking for another guy. That's all I'm saying. So uh, i tell you some sleepers I do like around. Um, some guys to keep your eye on. I know you mentioned a few of them, like Terrence Marshall. Marvin Mims, I think Broncos. he's a guy okay. also to uh, you know, keep your eye on. Uh, of course, Josh Palmer. I think he somebody listed him in there, but he's lower on mine. I think he's a guy that could uh, – and a guy I did list around my, my 80th receiver was Kyle Phillips. Um, he was the camp guy. Tennessee, with, okay. Yeah, camp guy, camp star last year, and he's back at it again this year, man. So and They don't have very many pass catchers. There right, is, so. and uh, let's see if he can stay healthy. Um, but he, he's a little Cooper Cupish, you know what I mean, um, so let's see what he got. But he's, he's also a guy that um, you might want to keep your eyes on. Hey, Joe, I don't remember you mentioning your boy, uh, Rasheed Rice. Is is Are, are we kind of sleeping on him a little bit? Or was there rhyme and reason to why he didn't make your top eight? Oh, man, no, he was right there at 68. I apologize. I missed him. I, I wasn't looking for him that high on the list. That's why he 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 ended up he ended up at wide receiver eighty five for me. So you probably have him right at that spot where you aren't sleeping on him, and he's you know right at value. I I think I may be sleeping on him a little bit in this first iteration of my wide receiver rankings. Yeah, but I but I, I think with this offense with um the Chiefs, and we said it so many times on the show. The only number one, you know, receiver there is Kelsey. Every game is a crapshoot. Cause we've seen MVS have good games. We've seen Sky have a few. We've seen McCole have a few. We had Justin Watson have a few. Like it it just carries week to week. So you can't really go into it like who's the guy. Um, but just looking at what he, you know, if I was to assimilate what he could be towards the second half of the season, I, I really like him to kind of stand out. I don't want to put him – like, you know how we use the term role, right? Like, he's faster than Juju, and so that's the obvious thing. And I feel like he'd do a lot more with the ball in his hand. But if I had to put him in a position that people could put context to, I think they would put a, utilize him a little more like Juju. But as far as, you know, his skill set, he's, he's the better player between him and Juju. And that's before all the knees and stuff, in my opinion. And did you have any guys that were kind of your honorable mentions, if you will? 
I didn't have any honorable mentions, but I did have Kanoe mentioned it just a second ago. Devontae Parker. He he came up at 78 in my 80. Like and this is another situation. Too many, you know, you got born there, you got uh, you know, Taekwon, you got a plethora of other receivers there. And he then just drafted the, a couple of guys too. Yeah, but I but I think you know, like you said, it's it's one of those things at this range. If I'm looking at a wide receiver at 80 and everybody on this list is gone, who else really kind of stands to reason to kind of grab. I think he'll still be utilizing this offense if he makes the team. And who knows which one you get, right? You, you hoping you get the one that played really well in Miami and then showed off the first year and second year a little bit with the Patriots. But that's asking too much of him. But I think in the top 80 is kind of fairly reasonable. And that about wraps it up for this week. Next week, as we stated, we'll be going into running backs, and uh, kind of diving deep into that, running backs will be one show. Following that, we will have your tight ends and your sleepers. But for now, we out. Mm-hmm.